Welcome to another episode of the Self-Doubt Solution, the show that helps entrepreneurs overcome the self-doubt that holds them back from achieving the next level of success, income, and personal freedom. The Self-Doubt Solution is hosted by the freedom architect, Mario Lanzarotti. Listen as Mario and his inspiring guests share practical insights and tools that help you find the shortcuts for exponential growth and success in all areas of your life. Learn how to build the mindset you need to create a life of true abundance, freedom, and fulfillment. And now, here is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Before we dive into the conversation with my next guest, I have a very special announcement to make. If you're a business owner, I have a feeling you started this journey because you want more than success. You want to live a truly abundant life. That means having a profitable business to fund the lifestyle you love and create a massive positive impact. It also means having thriving relationships with people who inspire and challenge you. Being mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy so you can have the energy to go after what you really want while truly enjoying the process and being able to go on adventures that really make life worth living, rather than just sitting behind your computer all day. So if you would like to be able to have this kind of abundance in your life, then I've got just the right thing for you. The Abundance Accelerator Academy is my new membership community where we host three monthly calls that are focused on helping you improve your mindset, grow your business, and create the kind of freedom you want. There are also monthly community growth challenges that help you build new success habits which you will need to access greater levels of abundance. All of this and more for just $69 per month. If this sounds exciting to you, visit www.abundanceupgrade4.me to learn more. And now, back to the show with my inspiring guest. All right, all right. Welcome to the show. My name is Mario Lanzarotti, and today I have the pleasure to interview my dear friend, Jessica Carver. She is the CEO of the Women's Academy of Transformation. I love the name. She has worked with hundreds of women all over the world, helping them not only transform their health, but more importantly, their life. She's a vegan nutritionist, a fitness trainer who takes a stand for women who want to step into their power. I love it. Jessica, welcome to the show. Tell us where you are and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, thank you, Mario, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Very excited to to speak to you about all of this today. So I'm in Dubai right now. Um, I literally just moved my business here and I've been here for one and a half weeks. So um, just like you, I love to travel. I love to meet new people. I love to experience new stuff. And so I feel like I'm just like you moving places a lot. <laughs> so that's kind of the plan now <laughs> moving forward as well. And yeah, I, I, you made a pretty good introduction already about myself, um, but I can tell you a little bit of a background. Um, I've had my business now where I've been, I would say self-employed now for a couple of years. Um, and that's when I, when I realized, okay, I want to go further. I don't want to only be self-employed and the coach that like coaches people, but I want to have a bigger movement. I want to create a bigger movement. And that's when I founded the women's Academy of transformation also, because when I started coaching women, um, it was more focused on vegan nutrition and fitness and very quickly. And I know I'm sure you can agree. It's like, you start to realize that coaching is a lot more than just teaching people how to eat right and giving them Mm. a training plan. We know that it has a lot to do with their mindsets, a lot to do with their inner healing and a lot to do with trauma work and emotions. And so when I started incorporating that into my coaching, I started seeing that this is these are the reasons as to why women get the results that they get. It's not that they know exactly how to follow a meal plan perfectly and lose the weight, but it's more about the actual inner transformation, right? And who they become. Um, It's not about just reaching a goal, but at the end of the day, it's like who you become with that goal. And, and I've been doing this work myself for a very long time because we all have goals, right? We want to all achieve something in life, but at the end of the day, it's, we always say it's about the journey, but more importantly, who do you become, right, with that goal? It's like, if you want to become a millionaire, it's not about having that million dollars in your account. It's about the person that you become yes. while you 
$50 million, right? And so that's why it's a very holistic approach um, to, to my coaching. And I'm very proud of it. And I have, you know, a team now as well that works with me. So I'm very excited to scale it even more now um, and really have, you know, a community um, of women from all around the world that, you know, I can not only guide and my team can guide, but also that they can support each other. So seeing it more as a movement than just it being a coaching program, if that makes sense. I love it. I love it. And, 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 and I want to ask you, why only women? Because I remember that in the past, you also helped me, you know, you put together a training plan for me, you know, and then with the nutrition plan. I'm also vegan for those of you who don't know, go vegan. <laughs> um, so I want to know why, why only women? So as you already mentioned, when I first started coaching um, or started working as a coach, I was working both with men and women. And it was a wonderful experience. Um, it's not that I don't like coaching men. It's not the reason. <laughs> mm. But I just started seeing that we women, um, in a way, are a little bit more complex when it comes to health, especially with the menstrual cycle, which um, there is not still a lot of research done on it. And a lot of the the research that has been done, especially when it comes to fitness, has been done mainly on men. And so a lot of women try to work out like men and eat like men. And we are not meant to because we have a menstrual cycle that really affects us. And a lot of women struggle with their, their menstrual cycles in many different ways. And I thought for the longest time, it's normal to feel that way. It's normal to have those mood fluctuations and heavy and painful periods, and it's not. And so I just saw that this was one huge aspect that was holding women back in really stepping into their power, right? They felt really disconnected from themselves because of that. And so I started seeing while I was coaching both that women need a different approach than men. And of course, I don't feel like a man. I can't really like... I can coach men when it comes to fitness and I can give you the meal plan, but I don't know what's going on inside your head, how I know for most women, right? Because mm. I, I have my own menstrual cycle. I have my own struggles. I have my own, um, you know, inner healings that I have to do. And so women are a little bit more complex when it comes to that. And, and again, I wish I would know what, what men think <laughs> that would, of course, I would then expand more to, to being able to work with men. But I feel like there are a lot of awesome men out there that can guide men a lot better than I can. Um, and I've seen as well that um, I've had a lot of women that worked previously with male fitness coaches and felt sometimes like men couldn't fully understand what they were going through, right? They couldn't fully understand, again, especially the, the health part, right? Because men can only understand so much from books, but I know what I went through myself and me, myself, you know, I struggled with, with a lot of hormonal issues, right? I used to have really bad hormonal acne all over my face, really painful periods, really a lot of things weren't right. And so because I went, I went through it myself, I cannot really teach women, you know, how to, how to do that for themselves and not to struggle anymore. So that's the reason why I, I pivoted yeah. more to, to women. And also I feel like women, when they are together and we are in a community and we have those calls they're more likely to open up because another woman will understand another woman, right? Conversations like, yeah, I'm scared to show myself in front of my husband. I get that a lot, right? So of course, if, if there's another man in the conversation, women might not be as comfortable to mm. share this. Because it's, it might be a little bit trickier. Men will not fully understand. And just like my boyfriend as well, right? Whenever I have a bad day and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't feel that great. Of course he can tell me, but you look so beautiful, babe. It's great, but still inside of me, like no matter what he says, it has to start with me, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times men can say so much, but it has to start with you if that inner work. And so, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. I could go on and on mm, about this. It does, it does. And it's, <laughs> it's a powerful, powerful response. And, and I think there's a, there's a lot of learning in what you just said, not, not just for women, but also for men, you know, from, from my point of view, like as you were speaking, like I'm reflecting, okay, how am I showing up with my fiance when, when she goes through her, her, her period and, and, and am I being that person who says, Hey, if you don't feel okay, that's okay. Or am I being the one that says, but well, you look gorgeous. You know, what are you saying? You know? So thank you for that reflection. And I want to ask you, since this is a show on mindset and 
I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you just mentioned how in the past, this has affected you a lot. And I think there's a lot of learning, not just for, for a lot of the women out there who are currently dealing with this, but also for men who might be in, you might work with women or not just in a relationship, but also in a professional relationship in their company where they have more compassion, more understanding of really how to nurture this person so that she can operate within her zone of genius. How was that for you when you did not have those solutions that you have today? I think the first thing that I had to learn, especially as a business owner um, or an entrepreneur, is to be gentle with yourself because we can be like, there is a reason why you stepped into being becoming entrepreneur or business owner. Like not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people have the willpower, right? A lot of people give up very quickly because it's not easy, right? Especially the beginning, the beginning months or years, because of course you're first starting out, a lot of people have no idea what to do and making mistakes is very normal. We have to yeah. make mistakes in order to learn, right? And mistakes are, I don't even see them as a mistake. It's a, it's a learning process, right? That you're going through. And I still make them to this day. I still have things that work out and things that don't work out. Um, and the thing is, is that no matter if man or woman, we can be so hard on ourselves sometimes mm. feeling like we have failed over and over and over again. And especially when you are starting out and you're completely on your own, you don't have a team yet. Um, it's really about learning how to pick yourself up and taking a break if we, if you need to, um, and, you know, taking it from the women's perspective, you know, our cycle does affect us the way we think about ourselves, our energy levels, the way, you know, the way our brain processes things as well. So knowing this knowledge can really help you, you know, go even further with your business as well, right? Depending on where you are in your cycle, because a cycle is not only your period, there are many different phases that you go through. Knowing right. this stuff can really help you in your business as well, knowing you know what tasks to do, if you should be doing interviews like that, or if you should be selling, or if you should be focusing on creative stuff, right? Because again, we're constantly changing. Um, so, and, and for men, same thing. It's like be being more gentle with yourself and understanding when is the right time for you to push harder, right? And sometimes it's not even about pushing even more. Sometimes we truly need to take a step back, right? We need to take a step back and analyze because it can be, it, it can become sometimes very competitive as well. I feel like, especially during, you know, the time that we are now social media, it's very easy to compare ourselves to other people. It's very easy to compare your business to another person's business, your success to another person's success. I feel like you know, a lot of people fall, fall into that, including me. I have to also sometimes be like, yo, you know, I'm my own person <laughs> and what they do, I'm happy for them, but it doesn't mean that I'm not successful just because I'm not making that amount of money that they're making. And so sometimes it's really just about understanding how do you operate, right? How can you, like everyone is so different. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with human design. I'm not an expert on that, but human design, for example, helped me as well understand you know, which type am I and how can I work with my design type for my business in, in combination with my menstrual cycle? So I think it's just really, um, yeah, finding out your zone of genius, right? Yeah. At the end of the day and understanding yeah. how you operate and creating a business around that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you, you know, you said something very important that I, that I want to highlight, which is being kind to yourself. You know, a lot of that's part of the work that I do on a, on a daily basis because, and you can relate to this, I'm sure, when you're first starting out this journey and you, you put so much pressure on yourself to succeed. And oftentimes the expectations you put on yourself are completely unrealistic. You know, okay, my first year, I got to get to six figures, you know, I got to, you know, immediately create financial freedom for myself and take care of my family and retire my parents. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Have you done this before? And so we measure ourselves against these unrealistic ideas of who we think we should be. And then if we don't match those, we are really, really hard on ourselves. So I want to ask you, how was that? in the beginning for you? Like, why were you so hard on yourself when you started out? That's a very good question. Um, so for me, 
I I studied business management and marketing. I went like the the route of what people, you know, what society tells you should do, right? Finish school, right. then go studying, finish studies, and then get your first job or internship, whatever. And so I went that that route or route. I don't know how to pronounce that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so I, I went there and very quickly I realized I finished my studies. I got my internship. After my internship, they hired me as a marketing specialist um, in an ad tech firm in Barcelona. And very quickly I realized what the hell am I doing here? Hmm. <laughs> like, this is not for me at all. And it took me, I think it took me a year of misery to understand that it's okay to not want to fit in. Um, and even though like on the one hand, I really enjoyed the company and the culture and the people, like I had a lot of fun, you know, with that part, the actual work that I was doing, I just didn't feel like it had any impact on me or on the company. I felt like I was doing generic stuff. And then I remember this one specific moment, um, my, my manager, she assigned me or she found me like a, like a mentor, like a sales, me- not a sales, marketing mentor. So she was in marketing. And so she found, found me this marketing director as a mentor. And I had a call with her. And I remember sitting on the call with her and she's like super passionate about like telling me about how we can work with the sales team and make more sales and all of that. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I stopped listening after I think five to 10 minutes because I just didn't feel it at all. And I was there like, this is not like, I don't see myself being a marketing director in an ad tech firm. Mm. Like this just didn't, it just didn't feel right. And so here I am at the beginning of my career where everyone tells you like, this is where you should be hustling so you can grow in the company and really, you know, prove yourself. And here I am feeling like the complete opposite. And that also made me very, not only unhappy, but I, my health really started to decline because for me, happiness and health are so connected. Like if I'm not happy, I will feel miserable health-wise as well. And so I had really bad insomnia. I was super stressed, not stressed about the job, just about not feeling happy. And so I felt at the most miserable point in my life, I would be crying every single day. Um, I couldn't sleep. I was, you know, so irritated every single day. Like people couldn't speak to me. I would, like mom, my mom couldn't call me because I would like not be able to talk to her. You know, I was really, really wow. mean to her. I was so unhappy. And my mom started to notice as well. And then I, I remember I traveled back home to Germany for a week and I spoke to my mom and uh, she told me as well that she thinks I should quit my job. And uh, because I, you know, she saw me and she was like, this is not, this is not for you. This is not the environment for you to be in. And I, then I spoke to my dad separately and he kind of had the same opinion. And so um, I came back to Barcelona, I quit my job. And when I quit my job, um, I knew in my head what I wanted to do. I wanted to create my own coaching business because I was already kind of doing it somehow, but like, it was a little bit, you know, new. And I, let's say I knew I wanted a business. I didn't know yet it was going to be coaching. So I I knew it was going to be something, but I didn't know yet coaching. Okay. So, because that was, I just Mm -hmm. mismatched the time in my, in my head. And so I remember quitting my job and then, um, I started talking to, to my mom and I, and I went back, you know, I took a step back because I started working as a waitress again. I needed money. (laughs) I moved back into with my mom, which is like a big step from making your own money to like going back again and like waitressing, you know, um, a lot of people don't want to do it. They feel like a failure to me. I was very happy. I could do it because I wasn't happy where I was. And so during this time I, I studied vegan nutrition, I became a, you know, fitness trainer, And then I got my first job as an assistant coach um, for another coach. Um, That was the first time I got into the fitness world um, and the coaching world. And then I started realizing I want to do this on my own. And so that's when I think I started putting a lot of pressure on me because everyone in my life, besides my boyfriend, was telling me that it wasn't a good idea because I didn't have the experience, Mm -hmm. including my mom. My mom, I know she loves me a lot, but during this time, she was scared for me to create my own business. She said, I didn't have the experience. I should go back to marketing. I should go back to what I've learned. Right. And so I think in the beginning, the biggest pressure I felt is like trying to prove people wrong. 
And mm. so um, for me, it was where I was really hard on myself when it wasn't working out how I wanted it. I was very, hard, you know, I, I, I was scared and I'm still, sometimes I'm still scared because the thing is like, I still feel at the beginning stages. If I stop working today, my business is going to crash, right? Because I'm still like the main head of it. I don't have, you know, people behind me that if I go on vacation for a year, it's going to run. So of course I still feel that pressure to this day. And, um, but I, I feel like I'm a lot easier on myself because I know, okay, I will not land, you know, land on the street if I, you know, don't make money in a month or something. Um, but of course, kind of like you as well, I do want to help my mom eventually, right? I do want to create those things that require you to have a lot more money, right? And so yeah. I think that's um, that's the pressure. So I think it was important to kind of share the whole story behind it yeah. of like yeah. where I started and where I am now, um, because at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of people might feel that pressure, especially if you go from like this traditional way of like schooling and then having a job and quitting and people all around you are like, are you dumb? Like, you yeah. shouldn't be doing this, right? A lot of people yeah. in my work also telling me like, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's very interesting because you and I, we have a similar kind of background, you know, and for transparency's sake, both Jessica and I uh, come from Germany. We're born and raised there. And German culture is very much the way you go to school, then you go to university, you get your degree, and then you get a safe job. And then within what you have studied, you slowly but surely advance. And so people that go against that or out of that are seen in one way as a little bit of like an inspiration. I think that's coming out more and more because more people are like, I want that as well. And still a lot of people are like, are you mad? What are you doing? How are you going to get all of Because in Germany, there are like 5,000 insurances for everything you think you need, which you might never end up actually needing. And so that's a lot of money that you pay for social security and all that stuff. So I really, really resonate with what you're saying. And I want to highlight this one thing, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this. And this is what you said about trying to prove other people wrong. And talk to me a little bit about this. I'm trying to prove other people wrong. What, what's that like? And, and, and what's the impact of that on your life? Yeah, I have to say, um, I'm sure you can agree with this. When I, when I first went into business, or I created my own thing. I, I was self-employed. I started seeing that a lot of people that were in my life weren't resonating with me anymore, or I wasn't resonating with them. So my mindset started to shift so much within a very short amount of time. And so when I started speaking to people from my old city where I was born or my old friends, they didn't fully understand what it is that I was doing. And they didn't understand that like, it requires you to work probably a lot more initially than they have a nine to five, right? So sometimes like, I remember at the very beginning, one of my best friends, she would say things to me like, Oh, I don't hear anything from you anymore if I don't look at your Instagram. Mm. Like, okay, I get that, but my Instagram is not there to update my friends. My Instagram is there to make money. Like this is where I get my clients from, right? And so I, I had these conversations quite a lot. I think at this point she kind of understood, like, okay, you know, this is a serious thing. It's not just like a game for me. Um, and so a lot of people are still, I don't think they fully understand the capacity of how important this is to me. Um, but you know, in terms of proving other people wrong, I think I'm, I kind of outgrown that. I think I've kind of outgrown that because I'm no longer worried at all anymore what people say about me. Um, I really don't, I couldn't care less. Like, but I only, because of those two years, I think I've grown such a thick skin. I don't know. Do you say that in English? I think so. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because I've gotten over the years, a lot of hate, you know, a lot of like negative comments, a lot of people that didn't agree with what I was doing. Um, and of course, initially that freaking hurts, right? But at the end of the day, I'm putting myself out there. And the thing to me is that I know that the more successful I am, you're gonna have people that agree with you or don't agree with you at all. And that to me is just uh, kind of a proof that okay, I think what I'm doing is working. I don't need the whole world to love me. I only need the right people to love me. Mm 
you yeah. know so again I'm, I'm not here anymore to prove people right or pro prove people wrong in any way i'm just doing what i need to do again in the beginning i would be like heard if someone unfollowed me or if you know whatever like those 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 things where i'm just like whatever you know you're, you're not meant to be here you're not meant to be be part of my tribe pretty much you know right right yes i, I love that and and you know you I love that you say you have outgrown this idea of I'm trying to prove someone wrong so that they agree with what I say or they are then wrong with what they said about me. And I want to dig a little deeper on two things. And number one is for our listeners, what would you say help you outgrow this? You said you developed a thick skin, right? I, I get the sensation because of what you said earlier in terms of being kind to yourself that that plays a role in there as well. Yeah. Let me think about this question. So I think, I think how it started happening is when I started showing up, even when I didn't feel like it, <laughs> mm. when I was, um, exposing myself right so exposing in a way like I was actually like you know sharing my story and I was showing my real true me um mm. and also of course um at the end of the day if you have a business you want to make money right okay. and otherwise you like there's a quote right if you if your business doesn't make sales you have an expensive hobby right <laughs> <laughs> like I love that <laughs> right because there's a lot of people that say i have you know how many business owners like you meet and they don't make a lot of money right yeah you want to make sales so you also have to think of that perspective okay what is it that i need to do say whatever that is going to make the sales and of course people will not agree with that now in the beginning i was so scared to do the things that that will help me sell things right because i didn't want to hurt that person this person what is this person going to think about me you know what is my grandma going to think about me if i show myself in a bikini like all of those and of course she has commented on these things as well which you know i don't care um but i had all of these things and sometimes the more you read negative comments towards you or towards other people there can, there can like a time can come where it feels like maybe they're right. Maybe what they're saying is true. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Maybe mm. this was wrong. And so to me, this was really about shutting that off and seeing, look, focusing on my clients, focusing on the results that I'm giving my clients, right? Yeah. Focusing on like, hey, I know that I'm here to help people. I'm, of course, you know, I want to have a profitable business, but my number one goal is to help women transform. And so when I see that is working, you know, I'm a lot easier on myself because I know what I need to do to, to get the people that I can help. Um, I hope that answers your question. It does. It <laughs> does. You know, so what I hear from that is, as you say, there's a lot of voices that are around us at all times, a lot of opinions of what we are doing, whether that's right or wrong and what we should be doing more or less of. And what you're saying is, Focus on the voices that fuel you to move forward. And as you said, those were your clients. Those were the results. Those were people that appreciate the work that you're doing. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that's a powerful lesson for all of us. And, you know, since, since this show is called The Self-Doubt Solution, one of the things that I highlighted in my TED Talk was the connection between loneliness and self-doubt. And I want to ask you, because I myself have, str have struggled with this. And as you were sharing this, this definitely reminded me of it. When I was on this quest to prove people wrong and make people wrong, really, about the opinions they have about me and what I'm doing, I often felt lonely because I often felt like, like you said earlier, I don't, people don't understand me. And some of my deep, oldest friends and family members don't understand what I'm doing. And then I was like, I don't even want to talk to them because they don't really get what I'm doing. So I'll just focus on working. And how was that for you? Oh, that is such a good question because I'm still trying to juggle that. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying, I'm still trying to, to balance that out. Um, 
to me, what I'm trying to focus on more now is to find people that understand you. So it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with having people in your life that don't understand you. Keep your friends, keep your family, of course. Right. But it's also finding people that are on the level that you are, right? Co yeah. You know, connecting with people that understand where you're at. And so I have, you know, a couple of people that I can reach out to, right? When something doesn't work out or when something works out and we celebrate each other and I ask questions and then and I share tips and I share, you know, hey, listen to this person, whatever, like people that fully understand you and that lift you up and and sometimes of course you will you will you will meet people along the way that are only there to your rent and i am at a point where i'm not available for that anymore like i'm not available for you to keep telling me how miserable everything is and how miserable your life is because that's not, not the frequency i want to be on and for some people it's hard to understand right for some people like because we live in a world where like this is all that we grew up with, right? Looking at my mom and, you know, <laughs> I remember, you know, coming back home and my mom, the first thing that she would say is like, did you hear that this person, did you hear that that person did that and that that person did that and like, everything is so bad and whatever. And I'm like, yeah. mom, I don't care. Don't tell me about all of these people. And still today when I, when I, you know, get on a call with her, I have to be very, very protective of my own thoughts and, yeah. and my vibration because the first thing sometimes that she would say is oh, everything sucks and with this and that I'm like whoa stop mom no it doesn't right and so um the people that of course like my family my friends I try to navigate myself if that makes sense like I'm I'm a coach in life as well like you are <laughs> so like sometimes <laughs> maybe it's not the best but I try to kind of coach them through that and be like no you know let's think about this in a different way um, mm. and with the people, when I meet them and I feel like from the beginning, they're using me as like a renting machine or whatever. I don't agree with that. You know, it's okay to ask me for advice, to ask me for help, but sending me a voice note. And I've had that before sending me a voice note, like four or five minutes of like all of the things that are going wrong. You know, you are responsible for your life. You are responsible for your results, right? Always. Like if you really understand that. If you really understand that you're responsible for the money that you make, for the life that you live, for the people that are in your life, no one else, not the environment, not, you know, the pandemic, nothing is responsible for your life, then we can talk, <laughs> okay? Like when you get that, when you take responsibility for your own life, then we can talk. Of course, we are all human beings and we're going to have bad moments. We're going to have moments where, you know, we have like a little cry or like it didn't work out and it sucks and whatever. And that's okay. We are meant to feel. It's not that we are, we're supposed to suppress whatever we feel on the inside. We're still meant to feel, but it's also about taking responsibility for it. Right. Yeah. Because most people do not. And, and like, I'm a big fan of Bob Proctor. I'm not sure if you know him, but mm -hmm. Bob Proctor and his teachings have, have really dramatically changed my life. And he also always says, most people don't take responsibility for their life. Don't take responsibility for their, for the money that they make nothing because we like to blame it on other people. We like to blame it on external circumstances because it's easy, right? It's easier to blame everything else. Or this sure. client says she doesn't want to, Ooh, sorry, there was something. <laughs> this client <laughs> says she doesn't want to work with me, right? This person says, uh, this, this is not working out for me. And so you're like, the thing is, is that you are in control of your own thoughts, right? So you can decide, okay, so that person said she doesn't want to work with me. Are you going to down spiral and be like, okay, so am I, a, am I a bad coach? People don't want to work with me. And so you're in this negative spiral and your energy is going to be adapted to the thoughts that you're having. So if you want to now attract a new person, that person's not going to come because you are thinking negative thoughts, right? And you're feeling negative feelings. And so your vibration is bad. Now, if you see this more as an opportunity and you say, okay, that person doesn't want to work with me. Okay, fine. It's not my person, but you're immediately shifting your thoughts into like, okay, so I'm going to attract the right person. Your thoughts are in a complete different vibration. And it's going to be a lot easier to then attract the people that are meant to be in your life. Right. And so this literally applies to, to everything. And, and that's why I'm I really, really love Bob Proctor's work because, you know, I still do his program up to this day um, and I repeat it over and over again because his learnings are so powerful if we actually apply them, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, one of some of the things that, that I've learned from him and, and how I lead my life and my business, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, 
I also want to honor you and, and, and acknowledge the fact that you said that you're still juggling this and not pretend that, hey, you know, I've overcome this, not a big deal. Because quite frankly, you know, if I look back to Christmas, this this year Christmas, I was in Tulum with, with uh, my fiance and we both had COVID. So, you know, we were at home and it wasn't a bad COVID. It was like a, like a flu, um, but we were quite lonely because we didn't really have a lot of people in Tulum at the time M many of the people that we knew were traveling for that time and we couldn't see anyone and then our family wasn't there and both of us felt really 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 lonely and I started reflecting was like you know why am I actually doing all of this am I doing this because I want to be this super successful wealthy person who is by himself most of the time in front of a computer screen, having online connections, or do I want to have real human connections? And the answer obviously was the second one, which then led me to start a men's group in Tulum, where on a weekly regular basis, I would meet face to face with men and, and have deep emotional connections where we would open up. And that I found was one of the keys to help me really get to a whole new level of, of showing up in my life. Because I tell these people, when, when your mind thinks about what if this doesn't work out, which is another way of saying, what if I fail, then your mind, without you being aware of it, goes immediately like, I might die. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have a lot of connections in your life where you feel you can sort of fall back on and they love you because of who you are, not what you do, that makes the doubt so much stronger. So loneliness, you know, is, is one of the biggest contributors to, to self-doubt. And that's why, you know, I love having these conversations because it's about bringing this stuff to the surface because so many business owners do not look at this. I think it's a, I think it's, it's very powerful because um, I think because I started my business during the pandemic, I kind of got used to being by myself on my own in my living room working, yeah. right? And all seeing my partner and, you know, him being in the other room. And I think since the pandemic faded a little bit and people are a lot easier and there's no restrictions anymore, no anywhere, I've had a hard time shifting that around because I've, I've become so used to since the beginning of my business sitting in front of my screen mm. almost 24 seven. Right. That now when I don't, there is a lot of guilt and shame that comes up for me because ah. I'm like, I should be working now. Why am I here enjoying my life? I should be making money right now. Mm. So for me, it was more of like, of really understanding that, you know, find, finding the balance, you know, yeah. finding the balance of like, I don't need to work 24 seven. I don't need to work on the weekends. I don't need to work all the time to make money, right. Or to have a, a successful business. Um, and so for me, it was, it was more that, and I think in the beginning of, of my business, I was still fine with being alone because I didn't feel the need to have people around me. But now that I'm growing more and I'm seeing like, okay, you know, I'm not the only person with a business out there. And there are people out there that go through the same struggles that also are missing those human connections. Um, I need to learn how to, how to shift that, that, you know, being a business owner is not only about hustling, 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 but about making those connections, but about going out and meeting people, right. And yeah. having those human, because at the end of the day, um, yes, you know, we might doing, we might be doing most of the things virtually, depending on, of course, the type of business that you have, but you won't be able to, in my opinion, to have a really successful business. If you don't learn those things in real life first, right? Like, everything that we teach is based on real life experiences usually. And so what if you sit in front of the screen for like every single day, but you're not actually having an actual human connection, but you're trying to teach another person how to have a good relationship. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I, I love that you, that you, that you talk about this as well, because it's a huge part. I think that yeah. a lot of people forget. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm curious, you know, because this, the story of, I should work more, I should make more money, you know, by, and, you know, you're already running a very successful business. Obviously there's always more room to grow. You know, you, you are six figures, you get this, then, oh, seven figures. And you had seven figures, oh, eight figures, nine figures, 10 figures, you know, there's always another level. And 
Personally, I've also struggled with this and there are still days where this comes back up just like you, you know, like, you know, similar scenario where I'm working 10, 12 hours and then I'm like, hmm, okay, now, you know, let's go out for dinner or whatever. So, yeah, but I could also squeeze in another hour. Do I really need to go for dinner? And then that's where I reconnect to why I do this. And I'm, I'm curious, what is it that helps you calm down this voice that says you should do more? My boyfriend. <laughs> so he's, he's, the one, he's the one person that really reminds me of it. Um, he, a lot of times he says whenever, like, I'm still trying to get, create a good relationship with money. That is one of the things that still, like, I love to make money. I hate to spend money. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like keeping all of my money together. And especially the last couple of months, I've been spending a lot of money on a lot of things that were coming up. Um, and that was giving me so much, even though I have that money, still giving me a lot of anxiety, right? Um, and then also, like, he reminded me, he's like, why do you work so, like, what do you work so hard for? Do you have that money in your bank account and not do anything with it? You know, you know it as well. I had my teeth done, right? Um, so mm -hmm. I'm done now with the Invisalign thing. And this was a dream of mine for years. And of course, I couldn't afford that back then because it was, you know, quite a chunk of money if, yeah. you know people have to save for that and and I could just do it like that and and you know I just paid it off and then you know he reminded me he's like but now you have your teeth done that's why you make money right so that you can do the things that make you happy yeah. and I was like oh my god so true and same thing with travel like I think during when I travel I remind myself as to why I do what I do right so whenever we were looking for an Airbnb or like booking a plane ticket sometimes like oh my god this is you know it's going to be you know a lot of money and then he also says to me like but this is exactly why you make the money because you want to do the things that you love doing and so to me is putting yourself in positions where you feel abundant right and so me to me this is traveling right like right now i i have this beautiful apartment where i look down on like the skyline of dubai and with it with it you know we have the sea and you see a lot of yachts passing by and i mean this is luxury right I like to look at that because it motivates me I'm like oh I want to have that yacht or like that one you know I want to be exactly on that one. <laughs> right and so like um feeling abundant and feeling like hey you know going out for dinner and and paying this this really great dinner this is to me abundance right whatever it is to you going yeah. out into nature you know we all have different ways of feeling abundant and so to me it's like whenever I feel in scarcity I, I try to find the things that make me feel full and make me feel like no matter how much money I have right now, this is why I'm doing this for. This is why I'm working and, and creating the life that I want to. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And, and, you know, again, I really appreciate you being so authentic and vulnerable. And, you know, what comes up for me is this idea of, is do you own money or does money own you? And I can relate to what you're saying. And, you know, for me, I've also made a commitment this year, especially to really treat myself and you know us more and you know also you know sending money to people who need it you know and in, in the family or friends and you know one of the things that now when we're flying to south africa we're gonna fly business class like i've committed to it and said i'm gonna do this and we don't need to do that you know there's a part of me's like ah you know what it's just a flight i mean come on you know i'll get there i can use the money to do that you know it's and it's where I'm like, no, so similar to you. I want to live at a, at a standard in my life where I only fly business first. And then at some point have a plane, you know, fly private. And it's like, when will this start? This is not going to start once I make a million. This is going to start now because I'm getting myself into the frequency of abundance. And that requires me to take risks. And I'm willing to do that. So I love what you said about money. And, you know, with, a, with an awareness of time, I still want to ask you two more questions. One is my favorite, favorite question, which is, if you could spend an hour of your time with any person in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Yes. I don't know how well you know me, Mario, but um, <clears throat> I have my vision board here on my phone. And uh, there is there's this person called Shakira. <laughs> ah, yes. yes. And I've met her multiple times already. So, uh, you mm. know, I've, I've had the pleasure and the, the, the luck. And, you know, I'm very, very grateful that I, that I got to meet her in real life. But 
the main reason why I why I would love and it's on my vision board like literally there's like a coffee you know plug to the picture that I have with her because I want to actually sit with her and have a conversation so um watch me make that happen um so <laughs> and I have business class no first class that's first class come on and we need to see it can, can you show it can you show us the vision board can yes I love there's it on it there is the the first sorry there is the first class on here this is nice. a picture that I'm going to speak about right now why I have this one you know yeah. here is the the back with like the C in the background I love it speaking on stage you know my poodle I want I want to puppy so there is a couple of things on there <laughs> um <clears throat> but i've also my new vision board in the apartment in berlin is even more redefined right i am very specific about like a couple of more things so yeah anyways um why shakira so um she's one of the first persons since i was very very young that inspired me in terms of music and um because of her, you know, I started singing, I started dancing, I started playing guitar, I started writing my own songs. And very early, I learned that she has a very, uh, very, you know, I always say uh, a golden heart, right? She um, is, does a lot of philanthropic work, and she builds uh, schools in Colombia since she was 18 years old. So the wow. first money that she made with, with selling her, her records, she started using that money to build schools in Colombia. Um, and, uh, that's one of the reasons why I have, you know, these children here as well. It reminds mm. me also that what I do has a bigger purpose. I don't want to only keep that money to myself, but, um, I do want to eventually, you know, be able to build my own school or schools, who knows, um, in, uh, in third world countries. Um, I'm already in contact with, <clears throat> with a person in Tanzania. She is, um, helping, um, women with children out there who don't you know don't have anything pretty much they live like with one dollar a day yeah. um and so i've already had a little bit of a um i i so during during christmas last year um we organized a little bit so i said like okay a certain percentage of my sales of my coaching was going to that organization so we were able to provide them with like you know the basic stuff rice uh, you know flour all of those things so that was really successful we got a lot of donations in um and so why i want to have a conversation with her is of course first of all she inspires me coming from colombia from a poor country pretty much her parents really didn't have a lot to where she is now and, and never giving up and and she's very strong in her opinion and very like very very successful of course in what she does but also because of of what she she does besides just you know using that success only for herself so i think this would be a very interesting conversation that i would have with her just because not only has she inspired me in so many ways but um she's very down to earth as well and you know i can tell because i've met her multiple times now and she's just like you know a normal person that you would meet on the street it's it's crazy i i just met her um in march in atlanta in um in uh, in the u.s and uh, it was so funny because um, I met her, I met her in the hotel lobby and, you know, I was waiting there um, and she just comes in with her brother in like sweatpants, no makeup. She just went to yeah. Whole Foods, like buy her, herself some snacks. And she was like with those two big bags of like snacks and like, you know, she was just really cool and like talking to us. And, and you know, we, we took a couple of pictures and like I had this. Uh, this Canva that I created with like pictures that I already had with her and I wanted her to sign it because I've never had her anything signed for me and she was so sweet like she was literally like taking like she was taking so much time to just like be, we were three fans and she was just like there with us you know looking at these pictures and and to me like I feel like there's not a lot of people out there that are so successful and that are so down to earth and take their time to like actually get to know other people so yeah um I have chills right now so yeah I would love to like actually you know talk to her about this and, and ask her you know how she started also especially the philanthropic side because of course I mean she had the money but um she started when she was just starting out in her career as well so okay I'm gonna put out a dream now you know you're free to reject it or take it Jessica Carvad and Shakira masterclass on female empowerment I mean oh my god you know <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. I mean, she would, uh, you know, yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, why not? 
Why not? <laughs> so, so I love that answer. And then we have one more question, grand finale question, which is, if you had access to a magic cheat code that will allow you to 10x any area of your life within the six to the next six to 12 months, what would it be and why? Which area I would like to, to expand times 10? Mm -hmm. I think it would be my mindset. Mm. Like seriously, nothing else because I wouldn't want to, you know, make 10 times more money because the money is not the destination. It's again, as I mentioned just at the beginning, it's the person that you become. And I feel like the mindset is one of the hardest things to master. It's one of the hardest things to master, right? I mean, I don't need to tell you, Tony Robbins, like he mastered that to a T. That's why he is so successful. The people that are really successful have mastered their mindset to a T. And so if I could, of course, exponentially like really become so well established and, and, and stable in my mindset and like no matter what happens, I push through it, like the, my, everything else will follow like this, right? Because it always starts with with who you are and what you think yeah. about yourself. And yeah. and yeah. I love it. I love it. That's a powerful answer. And, you know, before, before we end the conversation, you did mention to me that you have something to share with our audience. And um, I would love for you to speak a little bit about that now. And then where can people find you and how can they connect with you? Yes. So as I mentioned, uh, or as you mentioned, I am the founder of the Women's Academy of Transformation, which is, uh, you can imagine a program or an academy um, of the duration of four months. And I work with women that want to step into the next level in many aspects, right? I focus on holistic health, but a lot of women that come to me want to grow further than that, right? And as I mentioned to you as well, before we just started this is that a lot of women have the goal to lose weight or to be healthier, but the way that we work with, with you know, our beautiful clients is to really create this whole body and emotional and, and energetic transformation, because that that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So we, we really dive deep into all of the aspects that will really create that, that full body transformation. So if you're interested, of course, I would love to invite you <laughs> to have you. Um, we have now changed it into a membership. So you can actually join at any time. Um, before that, I used to do like rounds. Now you can literally join us at any time, though prices are going to go up very soon because I'm like, you know, it's too much value. <laughs> the Good. value is incredible. So of course, make sure, you know, you don't wait too long. Feel free to check out um, all of it. It's on the website that you're going to be sharing as well. Right, Mario? So, yep. um, and yeah, if you want to contact me, if you just want to have a chat, um, you can reach me on Instagram. I think it's the easy, easiest way. It's at, it's Jessica Carvad. Um, and I also have my own podcast, which is called the Plan Who Goddess podcast. So I speak um, a lot about, you know, the stuff that, menstrual cycles, mindset, inner healing, emotional eating, all of that um, on my on my podcast as well. So that might be interesting to you as well. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So ladies, and you know, of course, gentlemen as well, if you have a, a woman in your life who you would like to treat to an extremely powerful program, definitely go check out Jessica's uh, website and her Instagram, which you will find in the show notes. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a plump, pleasing pleasure. And I look forward to chatting with you again. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the Self-Doubt Solution. And I will see you on the next episode.